Hey everyone, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain it to you. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'll be listening. Welcome to Visibility Unlimited. I'm Leslie Short, your host and owner of the Cavo Group. We work with companies and organizations to expand beyond their current culture. Visibility Unlimited discusses topics focusing on diversity, inclusion, leadership, culture, and current events. Look out for my book, Expand Beyond Your Current Culture, out January 2021. Enjoy this episode and remember to subscribe to stay updated on future podcasts. Hi, I'm Leslie Short, owner of the Cover Group and host of Visibility Unlimited, the podcast, and hostess of Visibility Unlimited Spotlight, our video portion of our podcast. Tonight's guest is Charles Chen. I'm excited to speak with him because we've had this conversation on mental health and wellness is not the same. And we gave a lot of time on mental, on mental health. So the conversation now is on wellness. And Charles is an expert on wellness. Because if you could just give a little bit of a background of how you ended up in the field of wellness, and then we're getting into the conversation about wellness in the workplace. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Leslie. I am a big fan of your work and everything that you're doing in at the Kava Group. So um, I stumbled across wellness actually through my rock bottom. So funny enough, I had to hit my rock bottom with struggling with my weight. I was 100 pounds heavier. Um, I struggled with diabetes. It ran in my family, and I ate junk food every single day. So wellness, I was not so well um, <laughs> a while back. But then it took me not being well to find my steps back into wellness. Like I had to rediscover what does it mean to eat naturally Um especially, you know, with my culture and the different types of foods, but also healing trauma. I think a big part Mm -hmm. of wellness is looking at our inner child and looking at the blockages. And, you know, everyone has a different experience. I came from an immigrant background, coming to a new, you know, new country, navigating, learning a language. Man is my first language. Dealing with my sexuality, my parents' divorce, dealing with sexual abuse. Like there were so many different layers and everyone's personal experience is very different. And so when we talk about wellness, we can't deny the trauma. We have to look at that first too um, and not be afraid to talk about it. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, when I say wellness and mental health are not the same, they are kissing cousins. I don't think you can have one without the other. I think where the conversation, why I like to distinguish the two is when I'm speaking about the workplace, 
when they say, oh, we have all this wellness, but they're not taking care of the mental health side of it. Or as you said, not the job is supposed to take care of your trauma, but they're, that's a piece of who you come in with. Yeah. And every individual is different. So as a corporation or, you know, when you talk about what type of work environment or culture are you creating? Right. Are you meeting people where they are? Are you being fair enough to be like, not everyone is at the same playing field, especially as an immigrant, you know, I struggle with different things. I can work just as hard, but if anything, I have to work twice as hard to get in the same room, right. you know, like, or if not more. So there's a lot of different barriers. So I think to meet people and also if you don't know, be open, ask questions, um, lead with curiosity. Um, but to recognize that everyone has their own experience and how do we meet people where they are? Absolutely. And so it's, that always comes back to, you can throw as many diverse people in the room. There is diverse and there is diversity within that diversity. <laughs> Absolutely. You need to understand by just bringing in people that and say, and assuming that everyone is going to be well, mentally and physically, you, you just can't assume that. So no. when, yeah. what does wellness mean to you and, and how beyond a yoga class should maybe companies be looking at it? I think it, it is holistic. Like you said, um, within diversity, there's even more diversity. It's not a one size fits all. Like that doesn't work for wellness. Everyone is on a different page. Like what worked for my transformation is not going to work for someone else. And I look at it at, from a mind, body, and spirit. You know, when you think about wellness packages, when someone just sends one curated box for everybody it's like you have to think about like not everyone's going to resonate with the same products and everyone's on a different page everyone also has different toolkits in their umbrella of tools right. of how to navigate stress how to navigate tension going back to yeah. trauma you might respond to a word differently than someone else right oh. so if i say something, it might trigger you um so just understanding like how are you communicating? But I think for me, wellness, especially in the workplace, comes with proper communication and creating the spaces. And we're going to make mistakes, but how do we do it together? How do we learn together, right? So right. then, yeah, you're not taking responsibility for everything, but like you're just, you're being mindful and aware that, you know, one word might mean one thing to someone else and it could trigger someone else. So just, yeah. yeah, having that mindfulness, I think mindfulness and self-awareness is key. <laughs> is it, I wish we could do a billboard on that. You know, I, I do a workshop with the cover group on words have meaning because culturally it is going to be different. And that does play on someone's, and I like to say their spirit or their wellness, their mindset, how they mm -hmm. show up every day. You know, and, you know, I do not want to knock yoga. I love yoga. And I think if you're going to offer that, then offer several different types of yoga, offer different apps. But I had someone say to me that their company decided they were going to do yoga and they were going to send out all the apps. And it was all free. But then they sent like 15 emails pushing everybody to sign up and to do. That. So I kind of defeated the purpose of wellness to take care of people. Yeah. yeah. And I think when we even talk about these tools and, you know, I think in the Western culture, yoga has become, you know, a, a fad, but it's like 
for me, I think it's also important, especially in the wellness space that I am in, is to pay homage to where do these traditions come from? How can we learn more about people's culture, going back to understanding diversity and not, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of whitewashing. And especially like, I mean, like putting goji berries on acai bowls and drinking bone broths, it, it is not new, right? But then can we pay tribute to, does it come from Chinese traditional Chinese medicine? Is there like ancient remedies that, you know, we should support and also try to understand? So I always try to dive deeper. I think whether whatever your practice is, there's always, you can always dive deeper and you can go to the roots rather than, you know, doing a surface. And I think true transformation, you know, at least for me, going through my personal transformation, I had to dive really deep. I had to pull some roots out. I had to really confront a lot of the things I didn't want to look at. And I think that's part of transformation. It's kind of like in an individual transformation, um, I, I equate it to like washing the dishes. If you okay. do not wash a dish and you just like leave it it starts getting crusty. It starts getting moldy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got to do the work. You can't right. just leave the dishes. No one's going to do the dishes for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So then when I think about a personal transformation, it's almost like the water is going to get super muddy when you start oxifying the body, when you start eliminating things that no longer serve you, it's going to get um, very flustered. And a lot of things are going to come up to the surface first right. before the water is clear. Mm -hmm. But in order for it to clear, you also have to, you have to release. And that's right. part of, you know, like in a personal transformation, in a collective transformation, it's very similar. So oh, I think anyone who's, cultural, done the, yes. yeah. <laughs> anyone who's done the inner work, they understand as a collective, like the healing doesn't happen overnight. It is, you know, especially when we're talking about trauma, there's a lot of things of regaining trust in yourself and people kind of creating those boundaries and mm -hmm. utilizing those tools. And yeah, it's, it's, there's so many similarities. Absolutely. I always say you have to do your inner work, but you were speaking about your personal transformation. And then when you show up at work, I always say when I'm working with companies in the cultural transformation, it's the same thing. We can look at all the surface things and there's things that we can do. Like I, I always like to say low hanging fruit that we can kind of fix early on. But we have to dig down deep and that takes time. And, and it's a commitment. It's a commitment. Yes. And, and you have to be accountable for your actions. When you say trust, I say trust equals action. You want people mm, to trust yeah. you. You trust yourself. You have to actively be involved in your transformation. Absolutely. And you're going to, and I was just sharing this with, you know, someone on my team today when we were working, it's that like when you're transforming almost like a caterpillar into a butterfly you are going to feel uncomfortable there are going to be things that come up and that are going to you know push against your boundaries and things that you're used to mm -hmm. if you've been doing it for so long so part of the trust is trusting that hey it's going to be uncomfortable but i'm committed to the process right. and then i'm going to take one step at a time every single day and it is not what I'm used to or the norm, but you continue to show up every single day. And there's a level of faith and a level of like, you know, commitment to the higher, higher grand picture of like where we're headed and to know that we're in this journey together. And I think what I realized is like, yes, 
the transformation is individual where you're showing up every single day, but the transformation also occurs as a collective. Like you need people to hold you accountable and to also, Hey, shine a mirror to be like, Hey, you're not acting in your integrity. You're not living. You're not aligning your actions with your words. How can we change this? So changing the questions you're asking yourself, like, Hey, um, yeah, reframing things. So then, and it does get very confronting and that's where the discomfort is, but it's like the commitment. And I think you of all people, like Leslie, you work with so many different companies. Like there's a lot of companies that can say one thing, but then you look at their actions. Right. And I'm, I think I take it to the next level as, as far as embodiment, like embody. I don't want to hear like embody the truth, embody the, the integrity and the, you know, the beautiful mission statements and like all the things that you say. I want to, I want to experience it. Mm -hmm. And when you walk into a company, it's not the spoken, it's the unspoken. unspoken. Exactly. It is like the words, like when you look at art, when you look at a piece of a film, a cinema, you're never listening to what the actors are saying. Mm -hmm. You are watching the in-between moments of like, yes. Those are the moments where racism happens when yes. you don't talk, when you don't say anything, when mm-hmm. when things just get kind of like, oh, well, we don't care. But you make someone feel, and like you know, when we look at like Abraham Maslow's like hierarchy of needs, like are you feeling making someone feel seen? Are you making them feel like they're a part of something? Yes. Are you you know make like heard and valued? Yeah, you know, I always say heard and valued because you can hear me and not value me. So I, I, again, what are the words we're using to make sure that it really turns into an accountability action? Yeah. You know, someone said to me today, what's the end? What's the end of this? I said, whether I'm in this box working with you or not, <laughs> there is no end. This is a constant work. What's it's a lifelong goal? journey. Yeah. Yes. My goal for you as a company now is that as when new people come in, it's not the whispers of yesterday, but the feeling of today. And they just kind of looked at me and said, because that's what we also need to change. We have to shift what we're, what we're saying, how we're saying it, what we're doing. How do you feel when you show up? How do you make people feel when they show up? Yeah. Do they feel appreciated? And I think when we talk about wellness, and I just got back from, from Europe, Leslie, like, you know, like the mindset and the uh, the work life balance is crazy. It's a different world. The fact that like Americans have two weeks off, mm-hmm. it, and then we expect them to work. And if anything, COVID and all these you know things have shown us that like no, these are human beings and they have lives outside of work. They have kids. Yeah. They have family. They have loved ones. How do you expect them to show up? to be the fullest, you know, of themselves in your work and care, if you're not even taking care of them and going back to, are you making sure that they are being heard and do they feel valued in their work? And, you know, your policies, it's not, it's not in your, in your gift packages to me. I'm grateful. It's in your policies. Yeah. You have time off for parental leave. I just did that conversation. Do I have a a real amount of time for holiday? And when I go, I'm actually off that I'm not getting text 
you know, I can't find this or you need to get on that call. Or, Can you just jump on it? Oh, just yeah. really quickly look at this. No, I need to shut it down. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, I even felt guilty and I pushed myself. I was like, no, especially when we run our own companies, there's a million to-do list. There's always something to do. Right. But, you know, I think as I'm getting older, I realize like the burnout is real. Like, you know, like you need to take time off. You need to schedule time off. Like we have a hundred to-do lists from other people and every single day you're getting pulled in so many different directions. And, you know, how is it that on that to-do list, how many of it is serving your soul, your spirit, yes. taking care of you? I'm a big, big advocate for owning your mornings. I wake up earlier. I go to sleep earlier. So then I can have time yes. for myself. I've and been doing this at night now that I have for summer. Since I love it. Not crazy. I take, I always have my mornings like you, but I've been taking this hour, hour and a half of just for me, watching a documentary, sitting on the rooftop, whatever it is, mm. because I know come winter and all the clients and everyone's back in, mm -hmm. I will not have as many, that many evenings to do that. Yes. And not feeling guilty. Like, it's like, no, yeah, you deserve time. Mm -hmm. You give, I give, you know, we give 111%. If I am present with someone, I am fully focused. This is what I'm doing. I bring that mindfulness. It's not just in yoga class. It's not just when you're meditating. It's like, how do you infuse it into every single thing that you do? When you're having a conversation with a client that they have your full undivided attention, that you're actively listening. So like all these things. And when you take care of yourself, I call it soul care. So there's a difference between, and I'm writing about this in my new book, Leslie, like self-care, going from self-care to soul care. Soul care okay. is the next level Self-care, you know, there's a whole like movement around self-care. Right. I think self-care to a certain extent gets mm -hmm. self-indulgent. Mm. Me, 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 me. Right. Yes, you take care of you, but where's the circle? We're going back to the infinity sign. If we look at nature, everything is in equilibrium. It is all working in harmony. So when we take care of ourselves, it's recognizing that in order for us to fill our own cup full, then we can give yes. to others. And so there's a level of service. Whether or not you think about your work as service, everything we touch is service. It's like part of our soul contract, what we're here to share, our unique gifts that are given to just us. And when you recognize that, you take care of yourself. You rest and you recover. You fuel your body with nutrition. You take yoga because there's a level of service involved where you're taking care of this vehicle in this lifetime. So you can serve and be the greatest and have the greatest impact and be the highest light in your world, like your family, your friends. Right. That is what I mean. Soul care. It's deeper. You know, it's connect. There's a level of connection to the divine. Like, I don't care if you're not religious. It is just, energetic yeah and i love that there's the energy that comes with soul care and you know I, i'm throwing this in now because we weren't going to speak about this but it brings back to you know what's trending at this moment i'm going to say for different cultures is this quiet quitting where we know culturally people have quietly quit <laughs> for years when you you know and everyone's like well you take care of yourself i'm like if you don't take care of yourself if you have allowed um, a 
a job or a person to drain your energy. You've allowed that. You've got to know your limit of that you protect your soul and you protect your spirit, which will protect your wellness, which will protect your mental health. Yeah. And we teach people how to treat us, right? And this goes back to healthy boundaries, communication. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, you know, when you get home, your kids are looking at you and you need to be fully present for them. So what is the cutoff time that your, you know, your, your colleagues can reach out to you? You have to set a certain standard. And if you continue to let people text you at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night, they're going to continue to do that. You know, like there's never, there's always something that they can come to you for, but understanding like, Hey, this is my protecting my mental health. This is making sure that I can give you a hundred percent when I am on the clock. Right. But you know, in European culture, they have this great thing when they're out, they are out. They are working. They're fully working. There's not bombarded with all these social media. They are like, we're, we're, we're really working. Charles, you know, when I lived there, I never started to I never remember speaking about what I did at dinner. Dinner was about politics and life and art and music and what was happening. And it was never who who are you, what you not who are you, but what do you do? It was yeah, never yeah. that. It yeah. was really about how are we living, where are we going, where are we vacationing, what art ex, you know, exhibition is here. And we don't take the time to just do that. Yeah. Or even, yeah, just be like, I understand. It's like, we have this cultural like thing where we just size people up based on what can they do for me? Like, you know, like it's not even, it's not a, the intention is not based on love. And like, I want to experience someone fully Mm -hmm. and not just size them off based on, you know, what is a exchange and transaction rather than can I see this person as a person and can I be in their presence and can we talk about things that are not related to just work? I always love when that's like the last, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I do this and amazing. But you just connect it on a different level. Um, and then those are the best working relationships because they value things. You, you. Know? <laughs> they value yeah. you, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's why a couple of years ago I was on a panel and it was all about networking. And I was like, I don't like that word. Number one, that pressure to network. That means you're just coming at me because you look to see where I'm working or what I do and what can you get from me as opposed to, oh, you have a cute pair of shoes on or <laughs> I like your style or your energy is good. I just want to come say hi and figure out who you are. Yeah. And so for me, that is wellness, that connection you want to make with someone that you feel their energy as yeah. opposed to you feel their credentials. Absolutely. And this goes back to having the, the, the soul care, the time with yourself to hear your higher self, to be in tune with your intuition, to create those healthy boundaries. We need time. Like we need time. And there's different seasons in life. You're not always bearing the fruits of your labor. Like there are seasons where it's just dry and you're just, you know, taking care of that crop, taking care of giving it sun, giving it love, giving it everything it needs. And then so recognizing which season are you in, not comparing, you have so many amazing gifts to offer. Right. And when you're clear, and I think when you come at life with an act of service, like, mm-hmm. because I've took the time to be like, hey, these are things I'm really good at. And I love doing these things. I want to offer that to someone. And 
be of service, right? And going back to like this energetic exchange where it's beyond just work. And when you bring that to your work, like you will excel when someone sees you thriving and passionately and like, this is what I really want to do. And you're always thinking about value to bring into your corporation or your work environment to be like, hey, I created the system that can help us. Right. I learned how to um, connect with the consumers and understanding what they want or the client's needs. Those are added bonus. And I, I think when I work with people and when I hire, I always look at the little details going back to, I don't mm-hmm. listen to what people say. I watch what they do. Right. I have an intern that turned into, you know, an employee. And I remember calling him out of the blue a year after we worked together and he was an intern mm-hmm. and it was because he was fixing a glare of a shot that we were getting and it was the end of it was the end of the day everyone was tired we've been filming all morning and there was this glare this kid goes around the corner to like fix it everyone's like what are you doing and i saw that and i was like that is brilliance and i called him a year later i was like hey i'm working on a project i want you to be the dp on it and he was like how do you remember i was like oh, when I I see excellence i remember <laughs> yeah. and i think that's the thing is like our culture, we need to reinstill the care, but starting with your self care, your soul care, and then you can care more about the work that you do. Because if you're not even taking care of this right here, how can you serve and be at the highest of your performance? When you show up, you're halfway there. And then you have a organization that may not always be for the employees well-being, but for production. So you, you don't know. And that's where people get lost. Um, have you seen anything since these last two years have just been, I think people have either completely gone one way or gone the way of understanding their soul and self-care and well-being and mental health and have a different outlook on the way that they're walking in somewhere. Have you noticed anything maybe with the corporations that you've been dealing with, how their approach to wellness may be a little bit different? I think the sensitivity and it goes back to the awareness, understanding Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of things that you cannot not talk about anymore. So there's an openness. Every call I get on conference, Zoom calls, like there's a level of respect and care to realize that everyone is struggling or dealing with their own stuff. But like to have the space to be like, hey, it's okay. Like I'm going to keep my Zoom camera off because I'm not feeling like. Right. seeing everybody or you know right. like, <laughs> whatever it is like i think there's a level more of like compassion which i think is really beautiful and also people are not afraid to have those meaningful conversations because they might have lost someone during you know the pandemic or whatever it's like life is too short to half-ass and like not have you know people who care about you and who right. who know what's really going on. So having those tough conversations are very healthy. And it's just mm-hmm. like in an individual romantic relationship, if you don't have transparency and you don't have that equal communication, right. we're never going to have the level of respect. And so I think what I'm seeing is like a shift and I think it's a very healthy shift and it's part of the collective kind of, you know, transformation. And I think we're headed in a really healthy you know, direction. And I think a lot of people had to take the time to like sit still with themselves to, mm-hmm. to ask themselves, what is important to me? What is this the life that I want to lead? Am I contributing? Am I at a company where my, my gifts are valued and that I am making, you know, 
a difference, an impact. And I think impact is a word that comes back. A lot of people are like, whoa, what am I doing? Because right. I think we've been in this rat race, like running, running, running. And then it forced us to pause. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, maybe people have changed careers, changed different, you know, went into a whole different direction. Yes. You know, and, and I think that's great. I, I'm, I think I'm going to start advocating, just like on the train, a quiet car. I think there should be a quiet room in every office where people can take that moment and just go sit in that room. Oh my gosh. Take their laptop or, or take a book and just be able to, everyone knows that when you walk in there, don't ask anything, just be. I love that because, you know, when you get that email and you get triggered, we all get <laughs> triggered, right? Whether it's on the phone call yes, and yes. it's that moment. Right. It's that moment when and I call it your spiritual muscles, just as you go to the gym to work on your physical muscles, your spiritual muscles like that you develop with different tools, whatever works for you, Mm -hmm. whether it's yoga, walking your dog, having tea, that moment in between when you have the self-awareness to just pump the brakes and to have the awareness to be like, I am triggered right now. (laughs) I am not going to say what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a pause Yes. I think that's what, there's a book called Stillness is a Key. That is what starts wars and what stops wars is when those people who have the attitudinal muscles and the spiritual muscles to be like, and I I think as I get older, I'm like, oh, I'm triggered. Let me go outside. Let me get some sun. Absolutely. I get a lot of those calls from people when they go outside. Talk me down. Talk me down. Yeah. 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 Let me. Yeah. I think that's what we need. We need the people that can help us talk down. Talk us down, talk us through it, work us through it. But you also have to take that moment once you've spoken to those people and just let it settle in yourself. Yeah. Because I think with, you know, what has happened in the past, cancel culture is real. Like people are getting canceled all left and right. And can we just take a moment and bring more of that care and that compassion to recognize that we all have blind spots. Right. Right. And the self-awareness comes back to like, ooh, I was triggered. Um, I don't know what this person's going through on their individual life. Because usually when people are projecting and there's things, it's oh, always like, there's always something going on within. And, you know, my friend, yeah. Yeah, my friend was, you know, called me and was like, I'm about to, you know, go off on this employee. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you my two cents and the holistic version. And this is experience leading other people. It's like, they're probably going through something. And if you just do a check-in, just to be like, before you ask them to do the job, right. how are you really doing? You How, what's doing? going on? Are you good at this moment? Because I never say, I never look at a full day. How are you at this moment? Yeah. Let's talk about this moment. Because otherwise, and people will tell you everything. <laughs> if you, know? you give them the opportunity. And, you know, like, yes. the friend went back to the employee. And then the employee's like, I had just lost my best friend. This is why I can't show up in my work. And I was like, he was like, ooh, you saved me from, I was like, we all have those moments. And I was like, if you had just checked in with someone heart to heart, human to human, and you, when we recognize employees are humans at the end of the day, you know, like I always- Those are leadership skills. And everyone doesn't have leadership skills because they don't have people skills. Mm, So that's part of understanding yourself as a leader is to understand where your people are in that moment. And you can't do that without asking. Absolutely. And there's something that I've realized, Leslie, that like when we get triggered, when something comes up, when we're not acting in the highest integrity, 
we almost turning into a little child and the communication tools like just shut shut off like there's a shut off and so i when someone's acting up if i'm acting up i try to tune in to be like what does my inner child need right now in this moment like what is happening do i not feel heard am i feeling triggered like what is it i can do to you know soothe myself without any substances but like how can i because you need to feel to heal so like how do I feel what is coming up for me and take my responsibility of how I'm participating? Right. And then how can I choose differently in this moment? So Charles, we're coming almost near the end. What would be the, and I can speak to you all day. So, but what is the three things you think, um, and you just shared so many, but an organization needs to know, and maybe a three things again, that someone personally needs to know for their wellness. Take time for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. For your spirit, for yourself, like pause. We talked about that. I love the pause room. Just pause. Sometimes when something's not working, just pause, unplug yeah. it. Stop trying to force, you know, like, why is this not working? Pause. That's, that's the universe telling you chill. Yes. Right. Take a moment. You can take a five. You can take, I sometimes, if you're in a workplace, I go to the bathroom before a conference. I was like, I need to, I need to breathe. Right. So if you have that that chill quiet room, let's let's let's. I'm gonna start that. designing those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people can have a moment, and then another thing is just compassion. Like have more compassion. Like you can always leave with more compassion. Right. And the next thing is taking responsibility. Right. Mm. And this goes back to commitment, showing up daily, but cleaning up your side of the street, and that comes with. Having the stillness gives you the, the kind of clarity to like, hey, how am I contributing? Can I communicate differently? Are my words landing? If I'm getting a, you know, a bad initial reaction, maybe there's words I can change or can I lead in with more questions to understand? So I think, you know, taking responsibility is, is, is really important. And I think that's the key to transformation, recognizing that you are a part of creating whatever is in front of you, good or bad. Right. So that commitment, I'm going to wrap the commitment, the responsibility, the accountability, the soul searching, this goes, this is everything about wellness in a very uh, elementary way that I put it and how eloquently you put it. And so I want everyone to take that time and really, um, listen to Charles, follow Charles, you know, I want you to speak about your 888 process and how everyone can find you because I just think you're amazing. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So I broke down the 888 process. That's eight. The number is also the infinity sign. My mm -hmm. whole thing is how do you create micro habits that lead to true transformation? A lot of people think when it comes to transformation, it's like this big aha moment. No, it's in the day to day. So how do you break it down? Eight minutes for your mind, eight minutes for your body, and eight minutes for your spirit. And mm -hmm. literally just, if you just remember 888, okay, I'm flustered. Can I take eight minutes to chill? Eight minutes to have that tea? Eight minutes of stretching if I can't work out or go for a walk outside so mm -hmm. I can be the highest version of myself? Just little things and add on as you can, mm -hmm. but like eight, 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 that's all. So that's the eight, eight, eight process because life is a process. It's never ending. It's always yes. continuation. And so I broke it down. I was like, you know what? Like eight, eight, eight people remember things in threes. Right. And you can do three things for your mind, body, and spirit. And that leads to wellness transformation. Ah, oh, 
Thank you so much. And where can everyone find you? What's, where's your website? Or Yes, you can check me out at charleschen.tv. And then if you want to find out more about 888 Process, 888process.co. Wow. Thank you so much for being my guest today, for being my friend, for being my light in this crazy world. I appreciate you so much. I love you so much, Leslie. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I hope whoever's listening, I hope this inspired you to take charge of your life and create some miraculous transformation. Absolutely. 888, everyone. You can do that for eight minutes. You can change and transform your life. Everyone, if you want to reach out to me, you know, you can always find me at the Cavo Group. Make sure you always add the Cavo Group. And that's the website, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I'm your host, Leslie Short. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye now.